I'm Dr. Susan Weinshank, aka The Brain Lady. Through my writing and speaking, I've met some amazing people in the fields of psychology and web design, and I thought you might find it interesting to listen in as I talk to some of these people about the work that they've done. The interview today is with Colleen Jones. Colleen is the author of Clout, the Art and Science of Influential Web Content. Colleen's take on the role of website content in marketing is interesting. I think you'll enjoy this conversation. Hi, Colleen. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Susan. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting about uh, design and content. Yeah, I want to definitely focus on your book, Clout, The Art and Science of Influential Web Content. And this has been out for a little over a year. Is that right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. And I have a ton of questions to ask you. (laughs) When I read the book, I just kept uh, writing down, you know, oh, I want to ask Colleen this and this and this. So uh, we don't have to stick to my questions, but just to warn you, I may have a lot of them. We'll see how many of them we get through. (laughs) Great. Looking forward to it. So first thing I want to ask you about what you mean by content and why you think dealing with and thinking about and strategizing about the content of a website is so important. Content to me and to a lot of other people in the industry that I've talked to is the text, the photos, the videos, the podcasts, the the stuff, the substance that fills our websites. That's uh, quite different from what a lot of people tend to think of when they think of design. Um, they tend to think of the look and feel or the templates or maybe even uh, how the website is organized or maybe even a little bit uh, of the, the way the interaction works. Content is the stuff that it fills the websites. It's the stuff that you're interacting with. It's the stuff that you're organizing. And if you're not careful, if a company or organization especially is not careful and doesn't pay attention to content, um, you can get in a lot of trouble, cause yourself a lot of problems, and you also can miss a lot of uh, opportunity to, uh, to make content uh, meaningful to people, to, to make it effective, to make it a really important part of uh, the user experience of a website. It's, it's the elephant in the room. I mean, we, we just can't, there's always the assumption when we talk about design and we talk about user experience and we talk about usability and we talk about uh, marketing through a website, there's an assumption that there's content, right? I mean, you don't have a website if you don't have content. And yet we don't stop and think about it all that much. At least those of us, I think those of us who do design don't necessarily stop and think of it that much. Yeah, absolutely. And I part of the reason that I wrote this book and decided to focus on content 
um, was that I was finding myself in, in the work that I was doing, which kind of spans design a little bit and spans content. Um, I found myself having to fill in the content gap a lot of times and, and do it kind of unexpectedly in a rushed kind of way that wasn't planned for because no one had really thought about it. And while I was able to um, prevent some uh, disasters, prevent some failed projects because content just wasn't uh, ready or thought about at all, I, I definitely was not satisfied with um with what I was doing in the realm of content. I really saw a lot of potential uh, to do more and to do better with, with content. Yeah, you know, when I, I, I first read your book, I don't remember when I first read it, sometime in the last year, and, and um, then I heard you speak. Uh, and then when I was getting ready for this podcast, I, I read the book again. And uh, since that time, I've actually uh, left the job I had before and started my own business and and have therefore had to create a website of my yeah. own from scratch. So when I was reading the book again just recently, uh, it, it, it was amazing to me how, I mean, obviously I care a lot about the content at my website. I think about it a lot. Having just created, you know, a new website, I... Uh, the whole idea of what should be at the website and what the content is very fresh in my mind. And yet I was amazed when I read your book in the last couple of weeks uh, for the second time, it was like, Oh my goodness, I'm missing opportunity here yet again. You know? <laughs> and I even know not to right? I mean, this is what I do for a living and I've read your book before. So I think it's really easy to forget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, now, you say in your book that many companies think they are addressing the issue of do we have the right content and, uh, and they think they already have good content, appropriate content, but, but they actually don't. So where do you think it, that disconnect comes from? I think uh, there, there are a couple of ways that... Uh, disconnect happens and um, a, a couple of potential sources for it. I think one uh, way that happens is that, especially in larger organizations, everyone thinks that someone else owns content somehow. Ownership is usually a, a big um, issue. I know that uh, you know, years ago when I was doing work more on uh, the user experience design side of things, I would assume that uh, marketing or customer uh, service, you know, was taking care of, of content. And I, I found, you know, many times that that, that wasn't necessarily <laughs> The case um, outside of a, uh, a campaign or you know specific uh, narrow er effort. Um, there are in some organizations uh, some kind of communications role or media relations uh, roles 
Um, but those don't tend to take care of content. They tend to be uh, involved in uh, press releases, a lot of the offline um, relationships, and they don't tend to pay much attention to content, even though I think that they should. Um, social media has changed that a little bit, and and public relations and media relations and communications, those kinds of roles are starting to pay more attention um, to content. But in a larger organization, you definitely can't can't assume that they that they own it. And, uh, you know, that that's really where a lot of this stems from is everyone assumes that that someone else is uh, responsible for it or owns it. And then once um, once we realize that that's not the case, that no one really does own it, <laughs> um, you have the challenge of uh, trying to figure out who, who should own it. And it is a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of extra work uh, if you haven't been planning for it. Um, and, and so you've got, um, you know, the, the challenge of figuring out how to uh, make a budget for it, how to get resources for content, um, and how to incorporate it or adjust uh, your processes to incorporate it and, and so on. Um, so I, I think, you know, that, uh, that combination of no one really owns it, but everyone thinks someone owns it. And then once you realize no one owns it, no one really wants to own it. <laughs> so the, um, this must a, make this must make your your life as a consultant in this area actually kind of difficult. I mean, on the yeah. one on the one hand, there's probably lots of opportunity to consult because because most people don't have this together yet. But on the other hand, uh, it you know who's going to pay for the project. Right. And who should you even be talking to? Those have to be issues. Yes, definitely. And I think a, a trend that's happening in uh, the interactive industry that's helping the situation is uh, is this trend of of people using digital content more and more and more. Um, they're using it on the web. They're uh, using their mobile devices to access digital content. And the use is just uh, growing exponentially. There, There's all kinds of uh, uh, research about that. Um, some, some of the recent research that I find interesting is I think it was Forster who reported that uh, the time that Americans uh, spend online um, is now equal to or more than the time that they spend uh, watching TV. Yeah. And, you know, that's just one indication of how, just how much time uh, people are, are spending online. And, you know, they're, spending that time, a lot of that time, dealing with content, whether it's, you know, product content to support, you know, their shopping research, whether it's um, finding 
in, uh, content about uh, health issues that uh, they're facing or their loved ones are facing or uh, just accessing media articles, um, shows, that type of thing. Uh, there are all kinds of ways that uh, people are accessing the Internet and really the bulk of their interaction is with content. And, uh, and, and so for marketers, there's a, a, a trend kind of following this for uh, doing a lot of marketing work through content, shifting budget and resources and, and effort into marketing more through digital content than some of the uh, past traditional uh, kinds of advertising and, and marketing efforts. Yeah, because I, you know, what, what I think is really important, what hit me when I read your book was that you were not, you're not just talking about having people tweak the wording of what they're presenting. That's, yeah. that's not, I mean, you, you do actually talk a little bit about that, but you're really talking about a whole, uh, conceptual model shift, um, which says that because all these people are online and they're online to get at content and stuff and information and entertainment, you're, you're telling these organizations to rethink uh, even what they put online. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think in the past, uh, a lot of companies and organizations could get away with their websites being um, something like a brochure or maybe a, a product catalog or uh, really just kind of serving a couple of limited roles. But today, because people are doing so much digitally, they're doing so much through their websites and mobile sites and so on, really, um, for a lot of companies and organizations, your content online is who you are to your customers or your users or whoever it is you're trying to reach. It's the main way that they experience you or know about you. So they, they actually, the, the, the brand gets created through the content. Yeah, exactly. The content is what brings your organization to life uh, online. And why wouldn't you be thoughtful about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it's, you know, the first time I heard you speak, it was like, duh, (laughs) (laughs) of course, but how come I haven't thought about it this way before? And, and, you know, why don't I hear other people talking about it? So I I just think Colleen, this is a, a, such an important idea and your book. Um, one reason I really like it is you, you, go pretty deep into, you know, what we might call this conceptual model shift. But then you also have lots of practical, I mean, you you kind of, after you, after you explode the reader's brain (laughs) at the beginning of the book, you kind of, you know, take their hand and say, come on, I'll help you pick up the pieces. 
Um, and you have some, a lot actually, and, and pretty deep practical steps of, of how, how to start, you know, working your way through these, this, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, about this and maybe, you know, we're obviously in, uh, an audio, uh, medium here. Um, but maybe we can just, uh, draw a picture in people's minds about some of the things in your book. Can you talk a little bit about the, uh, attitude and action chart that you have in there? Sure. Absolutely. So, so I developed this chart, which, uh, kind of shows that content plays a role in influencing what people do or their actions, um, as well as what people think or their, their attitudes. And I thought this was important to, uh, point out because I see, I see people, um, depending on their backgrounds, um, focusing on one or the other. They tend to focus more on the action or um, the attitude. For example, um, in the design world, uh, there is this focus on uh, persuasive design, on influencing um, behavior. And I completely agree with that. I think that's that's very, very important. And so um, design tends to focus on uh, making it easy to do something, uh, maybe uh, making adding some motivation uh, to do something such as uh, giving a user a uh, reward or some praise uh, when they take a, an action, maybe giving an incentive like a discount or a bonus or something like that to reward um, subscribing or signing up or doing whatever uh, behavior that you want uh, the user to do. Um, and so um, and so I think that's valuable and good. But what I kept running into, especially with uh, user experience designers or uh, creative designers um, was not a lot of uh, consideration for uh, what uh, the user or customer uh, thought, what their attitude was, um, what their uh, emotional state was, what their past experience was with uh, a brand or a product or an organization and how those kinds of things came into play and would affect um, how a user would respond to a website. Um, and so I, I, in my experience, I've found some useful information about um, influencing attitude from marketing from media, from a little bit from technical communication. And what I try to do with this chart is really bring these good uh, ideas together, um, kind of take out some of the jargon from the different disciplines that contribute uh, to them and really come up with something 
handy, useful that you could go back to again and again to sort of guide how you think about content, especially. Yeah, and that that makes me think about the fact that uh, another thing I like about the book is you really are pulling in uh, uh, best practices and ideas from a number of different industries, from marketing, from SEO, from uh, design, from usability. And uh, that's nice to see, too, that, that because um, all of these areas are related, but a lot of books that are out there tend to just focus on one or another. I think you do a good job of, of pulling them all together. Yeah, that was definitely uh, my my goal. And I think certainly there's, there's more that uh, can be done um, uh, to bring all of those pieces together. But I, I really thought that the, the narrow focus that we can sometimes have in our industry on one particular aspect of a website or an experience was really the root of a lot of the problems with, um, with content. Yeah. And so that's why I felt it was important to try and bring, uh, bring those pieces together, at least the most useful ones in my experience. You have a, um, uh, in, in a similar vein, you have a section on uh, qualitative and quantitative methods and different tools, and and that spans the different uh, industries as well. That, that, I thought that, again, that was a nice practical section of the book. Thank you. I, uh, I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, again, I think it's, there's certainly more that could be done in that area as far as exploring what kinds of qualitative and quantitative methods are are the most handy and efficient to get useful feedback about content and, yeah. and make good decisions about content on an ongoing basis. Um, but I, I really tried to um, have a very, very helpful start um, in that direction with with that chapter on the qualitative and quantitative methods, um, I, I find again that um, that some organizations tend to focus very much on the quantitative, such as what what are the conversions, um, and and you know certainly that's important to consider, um, but. But it takes a while for changes that you make with content to to really pay off in terms mm. of conversions. Um, you know, influence through content doesn't happen necessarily overnight, and so um, so you need to um, track other kinds of metrics as well as factor in the qualitative factor in order to get, you know, kind of a complete picture of, of the impact that your content has, um, over time. And ultimately you'll get to the better conversions, but, uh, most, most people that I, uh, come across need to be able to report some kind of progress, um, uh, as soon as possible. And so I was really trying to, um, provide a set of, uh, tools and, and metrics and potential data that would allow someone to uh, tell a story 
um, about progress that they're making with content. What kinds of results are they getting? Even before um, they get to, say, the big boost in conversion. Yeah, you know, my, my favorite uh, uh, quote uh, in the book is, data is most useful when it informs not drives content decisions. You can't hide behind the data. Because I, I've just I've, I've been working on some projects recently where uh, it, it's so it's so data driven that the data is definitely driving uh, decisions about content. And as you said, it may take a while. I mean, you're talking about if you're talking about something like changing uh, the perception of your brand in your customers' minds, that might not happen overnight. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's so uh, let's ta- let's tell people um, how they can uh, get hold of you uh, in, in case they're interested in getting getting some advice or help uh, for their websites. Um, Colleen, you want to give us your uh, uh, website URL? Yes. My website URL is content-science.com. Okay, content-science.com. I'll also post this up at the at my blog when we, uh, when we post the, the podcast. And you have some classes, too, that you teach, don't you? Yes, I have a a workshop that I teach. Uh, It's called the Content Stratocution Workshop, and it's focused on uh, developing strategy for content as well as um, information and, and tools and tips and help to actually execute uh, on a content strategy. So okay. I always find that that content does take uh, strategic thinking and then very quickly it requires some detailed execution as well. It's a combination. And so that's what um, that workshop focuses on. So Colleen, I want to thank you for uh, being on the podcast. And uh, I definitely, uh, those of you who are listening, um, uh, you got to read this book. Uh, it's called Clout, C-L-O-U-T, and the author is Colleen Jones. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more podcasts, check out my blog, whatmakesthemclick.net. And for other products and services, check out the User Experience Institute. That's userexperienceinstitute.com. Thanks for listening.